0: And then after the same manner also, he took the cup with his sup saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as often as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. We're saved because of your blood. Have we're cleansed today because of your blood. It makes us do every time. Thank you, Jesus. How many know you're clean now? Because of the blood. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated. Well, Somebody clap if you want to. That sounded pretty good. All right, open up to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. And as you're turning there, I called this night my prayer for you for the new year. My prayer for you for the new year, for the year coming. I told Mrs. Pastor, I said, this would make a good last service of the year, but we're close to the last service. But anyway, I woke up this morning dreaming and thinking about my favorite Holy Spirit-inspired prayer for believers in the New Testament. We're getting ready to look at a Holy Spirit-inspired prayer. And to me... Because the whole Bible is inspired by the Holy Spirit, if there's a prayer in the Bible, then it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. And that's the best kind of prayer to pray. Wouldn't you agree? If he put it in the Bible, it's a good one. But uh, there's a couple really good Holy Spirit-inspired prayer for believers because the epistles are written to the believers. Old Testament is written to basically the Jews and and to lost people and to the nations. And then the Gospels, are about Jesus' life on earth and we all read those but the only, the, only, the only parts of the Bible written exclusively for this dispensation the Holy Spirit dispensation for the body of Christ is the epistles so we see prayers in the epistles they have things in them that only apply to born again believers because people weren't saved yet the number one prayer you pray for them is they get saved amen how do you pray for lost people pray for them to get saved Somebody talk to them, break the part of the devil over. But after they're saved, they got to grow. They've got to learn. Amen. And so anyway, I woke up I woke up this morning. I laid there for, you know, I, I don't know how dreams work. Sometimes it seems like it's a long time. Maybe it wasn't. But I just kept seeing myself preaching this. And it's, 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 been my fa- it's been my favorite Holy Spirit prayer for years that I prayed for myself, for Christians I know, preachers I know for congregation members, but it's helped me to know, and listen what I'm saying, it's helped me to know and live in the will of God for years. How many ever question about things you're doing, decisions you're making, deals you're making, relationships, is this the will of God? Has anybody ever questioned those things? Well, see, this prayer right here helps you to, by faith, know that God's answered your prayer. And you know this decision you're about to make, you're going to walk in the will of God. This relationship you're about to get into or get out of, you're walking in the will of God. You need to know those things about decisions you're making. So this has helped me for years. And I'm I'm going to break this down before I get to the the prayers, actually, verse 9 through uh, 14. But I'm going to do a little preliminary before I get that some other verses. But I want you to notice what he says. Verse 9, for this cause, and I circled that. That's why I do my Bible. When there's things there that I know are very important to learn, I always circle it with red and put yellow through it. So I'll keep on saying it and remember about that. And so he says, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard it. And so he says there's a reason about something he heard. And he said, because of what we've heard, we do not cease to pray for you. And then he goes into the prayer. And so to set this up for you, to help you see how you qualify to be prayed for, for God to do great things in your life, uh, I, I wrote this down. What is the cause and what did Paul hear? What's the cause and what did Paul hear that made him want to grow for these believers to be able to grow more and be more fruitful? He said there's a cause and something he heard and so whatever, I see words like that in the Bible. What's, uh, there's a cause, heard something. Well, I know that God doesn't just have things in there that just randomly puts things in there. I know i always got to back up a few verses and look and see. But what's Paul talking about for this cause and what's this reason? So I want you to notice in verse 4, he says, since we heard, well, that's what he said. We heard of you. We heard of what? Of your faith. In Christ Jesus, of your faith in Christ Jesus, now there's a lot I can say about that, but I'll say this: there's a lot of Christians I believe are truly born again, but they're so ignorant, they're so ignorant of the new birth and the Word of God. They think every religion's okay. They think everything's just okay. Uh, many roads lead to heaven. Well, before you're born again and you don't know Jesus, then you go along. Well, there many roads lead to heaven. No, there's not. Jesus said it's a narrow way. Amen. He said it's a narrow way to get to heaven. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. Jesus said, you must be born again or you never enter the kingdom of heaven. And so he said, I can pray for you guys in a more strong way because you're not wishy-washy. And you think everything's okay, and so you think you can just hang out with anybody, just agree with them because you're with them. No, we don't argue with people, and we don't really debate with people or want to fight people because you win them by love and speaking the truth in love, but we don't have to compromise. If we're people that think there's more than one way to get to heaven, then we don't compromise. But at the same time, when we're serious, we wait for an opening, and we share the gospel. And so Paul said, "Since I heard of your faith, he didn't just stop there. He said it in Christ Jesus." And so what Paul was saying, I know that you guys have got a handle on this. You know that Jesus is the only way, and now you're ready to do some growing. Hey Amen. Is that making sense to you? I just think about when I was out when I was out in the world as a truck driver. I, I drove semis for 28 years, actually 28 and a half years. I drove 18 wheelers. I saw something tonight in a parking lot coming to church. I said, man, it's hard to believe I drove those big old trucks, that big and that long for all those years. I'd do it again if I had to, but out there in that world, I've met a lot of people. i met rich people, poor people, street people, college people. I delivered every kind of place you can think of, universities, factories, governor's offices. Lots of places, met a lot of people, had a lot of conversations, and you'd be surprised How many people could talk with me about Jesus and then say at the same time, but, you know, these people over here, I think they got something going for them, too. And all I could think was, yeah, they got something going, going to hell because they don't believe in Jesus. And so I'm talking about this prayer we're getting ready to look at. It's for Christians that know and believe that Jesus is the only way, because if you don't believe that yet, you're not going to grow because you're probably not born again amen he said for this cause he said that, that that i'm going to pray for you now but then i want you notice and then he said and of the love which you have to the christians that you like add to the love that you have for everybody that belongs to your denomination add the love that you have for all the people that speak in tongues do you know that speaking in tongues is not a requirement to get to heaven but you get spirit-filled for the Holy Ghost. You're a tongue-talker. You begin to receive more of heaven's benefits on earth. You tap into more. You learn more. As so anyway, said, her of your faith in Christ Jesus. And I said, I like I said this, and your actions of love for fellow Christians. Your actions of love for fellow Christians. This is big in the eyes of God. This is big in the eyes of Jesus. How are you going to treat Fellow believers. I just, I just think about our Christian life, you know, I, 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 you know. There's so many different groups in the world. I know when I was a Teamster, the Teamsters, they had us, it's called the Brotherhood, the, the International Brotherhood of Teamsters, is what the union was called. They called it a brotherhood. And then I know we got all kinds of groups. You got the NAs and the, and the AAs and all these different groups, and they're a special clique. They're special people that have their special love for each other. But all those things are good. But he said, I can pray for you in a serious way because I've heard of your love for all the fellow Christians. If there's anybody that you ought to bend over backwards for, it's a fellow Christian. Amen. You ought to love Christians above your union buddies, above your political buddies, above all other people. You should put Christians at the top of the list. Because Jesus said, you have did it the least of these my brethren, brother, you've done it unto me. And then at the same time, when Paul the Apostle was going around putting Christians in prison and arresting Christians because they were Christians, Jesus showed up. And he said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And how many know that if you're married, your mate, if she's a Christian or he's a Christian, that Jesus takes it personal if you're mean to him? how about if you have children and they're teenagers and they're really getting on your nerves and they're born again Christians Jesus takes it personal how you treat that teen and for myself I know the older I get I'm starting to notice that a lot of these wild weird hairdos clothes music and things these kids listen to, all of a sudden I have a flashback to the 60s, and the 70s, and I see my Afro, and I see my scraggly beard, I see my stupid stuff hanging around my neck, I see my bell bottoms, I see the disco lights where I went to, I see my platform shoes I wore, and then I think about some of the goofy music that I listened to, and I'd think about my car. I never had enough money to get one of those really fancy glass packs, those loud mufflers. So I poked a hole in mine, just to make noise. <laughs> and I remember I'd go down the street, and I'd drop it into low gear. Somebody started backing off. everybody hear me? And so when I hear some of these kids driving around here, and I have flashbacks. I realize, wow, I was no different. And so for us, for us, realizing that Jesus considers a born-again Christian, whether it's a teen, whether it's an old person, whoever they are, he looks at them, he says, wow, they're mine. And so we should be able, we should be able with our mate, with our children, or even if uh, your parents, if you're still with your parents are older, your parents are still living, they're Christians, you get mad at them, you better, you better get glad real quick. Amen. If you want your faith to grow, you want your faith to work. we got to see things like this in the Bible and realize, man, this applies across the board. Because I think sometimes in families, you don't realize that those people you live with, those people, your flesh and blood, they're just as special to him as the ones you go to church with. Amen. If there's anybody the devil wants to split up, it's a family. Faith works so strong when you have unity in the home. And so Paul said, I see two things about you that qualifies you to go to a higher level. Number one, you're totally sold out on Jesus Christ. Number two, you treat your brothers and sisters right. Hey Amen. Does, does this be thing like it does me? Because this is my favorite prayer. And every time I see this, I see for this cause, I think, wow, what's the cause? If something causes something, you ever heard of cause and effect? Well, something's causing something, then we see the effect. Well, we're seeing now what sets us up for this prayer and the benefits of this prayer right here. Okay, let's see. Uh, so, uh, open book question. First student raised their hand and gets the prize. Number one, what's the number one thing that Paul said he saw in these people's lives? Billy their love, and then what's the other thing? Their faith in Christ Jesus. And so we as Christians, as we're reading things and seeing things, we need to see the whole context of what it is. And so that, that's two priorities of your life you've got to get a hold of. There's only one way. It's Jesus. Amen. And serving Him, the primary thing He looks, looks at is your faith and then your love. You know, it's just hard to get a hold, get keep on going sometimes because I just keep thinking, over the years I've seen Christians that are meaner than a junkyard dog. Hey, Amen. I know somebody here used to have a junkyard dog. <laughs> Joe Mumford had a junkyard dog once, and I'm glad he had electric wire to the ground there so it stopped before it got to me. Amen. So Christians don't want to be that way. And so we must stay strong in our faith in Jesus. And we must continually check our love walk with fellow Christians. And so anyway, I, I want to keep on going now. I want you to look at verse 5, at verse 6. And there's a lot, a lot in these verses. Verse 5 and verse 6, and as we get to the prayer, says this. For the hope which laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard, talk about here again, before, in the word, in the word, I circled the word. We talk about the word all the time. So that jumps off me. The word of the truth of the gospel, which has come unto you, as is in all the world. And that I circled this, and bringeth forth fruit. What bringeth forth fruit? Verse 5, the word that came to you bringeth forth fruit. Christians have got to learn and get a hold of the value of the word of God. He said, I've heard that the word is coming to you as it is in all the world as bringeth forth fruit as it does also in you since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. And so we have to know that when we fall in love with the word, we are fall in love with Jesus. The value we place on the word is the value we place on our relationship with Jesus. This always jumps off at me, these verses right here. Christians must learn that the fruit in your life will be no greater than the word in your life. If you're not in love with the word of God, if you don't know the value of the word of God, then you're never going to bear much fruit. I'm talking about Christian fruit. And uh, to bear fruit means to get results. You think about a fruit tree. If you've got an apple tree, an orange tree, or whatever kind of tree you've got, that tree there should bear fruit. That means it's producing. And so when the Bible talks about bearing fruit, that means a productive Christian. Whatever it is in life that you're called to do in life, you should be a Christian producer. What's the fruit of the Spirit? First fruit, love, joy, peace. And then somebody said, Pastor, pray for they're picking on me. Well, good. If you're fruitful, they're going to pick fruit. If they pick on you, they should pick some love. Some joy, some peace, some long-suffering, some gentleness, faithfulness, meekness, temper, self-control. Against such as no law. I'm I'm just thinking about Christians. We've got to get a hold of this. If a Christian is being picked on, that must mean they're bearing fruit because they're being tested. Not supposed to be testy. Being tested. Can you see what I'm saying? He said the word, the word that you heard is bringing forth fruit. The word that you heard. And so we're setting up this about why he says... Since I've heard of things in your life here, I want to pray now to bring you to the next level. And so people should hear about us that we're breaking forth fruit and whatever, whatever that fruit would be. In other words, Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also. We should be breaking fruit like Jesus brought forth fruit. We should be loving people, forgiving people. We should be laying hands on people, getting them healed. We should be sharing the gospel with people, see them get saved. We should be doing what Jesus did. He said, Whatsoever set our hands to prospers. And so whatever we do, it should be productive for the kingdom of God, amen. Plus provide income for us. And so we have to see on this passage here that Paul said, and I like to say it this way, that I can see that you know the value of putting God's word first place in your life. And I made a transition years ago. Uh, if you can't yourself become legalistic about the Word, what I mean by legalistic about the Word? That you have to read the Word, check off so many verses a day, check off so many chapters a day, because that's what you want to do. you got to go and read through the Bible the whole year. Well, if you read the, read the Bible religiously, because you want to say that i read the Bible in a whole year, or whatever and you're getting nothing out of it you're going to be mean you're going to be testy people aren't going to be around you you're not going to bear fruit but what I call knowing the value of the word I still do this I've done this for 44 years I learned a long time ago that when I pray I do this pretty much every morning Holy Ghost what do you want me to learn today what do I need today what do you want me to see? And as a baby Christian, but I didn't know much about the Bible and I found out the Holy Ghost from John 14, 26. Jesus said, he's the teacher. What I did every day, I'd, I'd get up, spend my time with Jesus. I'd say, Holy Ghost, I want to be in the right class today. What class are we in today? And he would take me through different places in the Bible for a season. He'd have me studied about my mouth, my words. For a season, about loving people for a season about prayer for a season about the Holy Ghost for a season learning more about Jesus just different seasons different classes and that's because I learned the value of the word I learned the value of fellowship with the Holy Ghost and so as Christians when you get to the place where the word becomes real to you where it's not just checking off verses but actually taking time to fellowship with the one that inspired the verses, then your life changes. Amen, amen. Now I'm gonna real quickly just look at this prayer, but I'm gonna pick up on this the next time that we that I get to do a nighttime service. That's up to up to my son boss. <laughs> and let me tell you about adjusting to life. If you ever get to the place when you're raising up your kids to take over the family business and then they call the shots and you stay in faith and stay in love, then you're a mature Christian. Amen. How many are grateful that we have a family business here, that the Lord allowed me to pass this baton? Amen. And uh, I don't know what I was doing wrong, but his church has doubled since you took over. <laughs> but it's so good. The next I'll pick this up next time, but I want to show you this real quickly, verse nine, and then we'll, we'll go through this in detail the next time I teach. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do cease to pray for you and to desire. And here's my prayer for you for the new year, I'll break it down more later, that you might be filled, as the Greek says, with the exact and precise knowledge of His will. How many want to be filled? out of the minute detail the exact precise knowledge of God's will for your life in all wisdom and spiritual understanding and real simply that word wisdom right there means with the plan and then the understanding means knowing the steps to take in the plan it's one thing to know what it is God wants you to do it's another thing know how to do it and so he said for you mature believers because you have faith in Jesus, because you love people, you know the value of his word, now I'm going to pray for you because I see you're fruit bearers and you're serious. And so he says then, uh, with, with spiritual understanding, why? So you walk worthy of the Lord. Walk worthy of the Lord. He said, when you know the plan, you got the steps, then you walk worthy. Psalms thirty-seven twenty-three says, the steps of a good man. What do you do if you're ste- stepping, you're walking? So talk about your life. He said, when you know the plan, you know the steps, then you start walking worthy of the Lord and you're taking the right steps. But notice he didn't say the marathon has everything in one step. He said, it's a step at a time. Your life's a marathon. He said the steps. And what I found in my life, sometimes it's a long time for you know the next step. That's why he gave you the fruit of the Spirit, long-suffering. Sometimes you have to put up up for a long time, but then I found out once you pass the test of that season, then sometimes that all of a sudden a bunch of steps just start breaking open. And so I'm looking at this as a prayer. And so he says, so you walk worthy. How many want to walk worthy? You want to please him of the Lord and all pleasing. Being fruitful, that means getting results in every good work. And then, while this is going on, you're increasing in the exact and precise knowledge of God. And then you're being strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, and all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father. He made you partakers, the heritage of saints in light. And so, anyway, that's the start of that prayer right there. And I want to teach on that in more detail. But the thing is, this is my prayer for everybody in my realm of influence for this coming year, that you're not gonna be walking around floundering around like a yo-yo, one day up, one day down, like a roller coaster, one day you're real high, the next day you're down in the valley again, but being able to come along and have patience, long-suffering, strength from God, and never got to question, well, I don't know if I'm in the will of God or not. Tells you right here that you can know, because when you have this prayer working in your life, People are praying with you for this. You're praying it. He said, you'll be filled with the exact and precise knowledge of what God wants you to do. And not only that, you won't flounder around. You'll know in your heart, this is my next step. And throw one more thing out at you. I learned this a long, 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 long time ago. Nobody can know what you're supposed to do except you. And so that's why I'm very cautious but I counsel people about trying to tell them what to do. Because when you take your last breath, you'll stand in front of God. And I don't have to stand and answer for you. You answer for you. And so I can make suggestions, point you in the right direction, so quick, going around, asking everybody else, what should I do? But God told you, ask him. Because he wasn't going to show you. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you. I preach me happy. happy. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up. All right, you know what, Pastor Dave? This is reflect. This just a, just going back in the old days again at Big Blue. You're playing the guitar, and i preach it on a Wednesday night. We had we had a church in Indiana called Big Blue because of big blue building. But this this is how we started years and years ago. As anyway, as 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 they as they minister through music. If you need prayer for anything, to come up here. We'd be glad to pray for you. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about what we just looked at in the Word of God. If you're questioning right now about your life, come up here and I'll pray for you about God to open your eyes and either confirm to you what's going on, where you are right now, or make you stop and think, I need to get more serious in prayer find out what's going on. And then also for the next step if you just know you're the will of god you just don't quite know you're not zeroed in on the next thing i'm going to pray for you i believe the holy spirit's going to speak to your heart and going to help you to see what's going on for your life and of course anything else you want prayer for we're always here for that okay pastor dave
1: power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. No Yes, I know. You take with the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good you take with the enemy. turn it for good You take what the enemy
0: You know how much fun I have up here watching people, watching faces. Sometimes I feel like I'm closing out a funeral service and I say, well, this concludes the service. Would you come, like to come up and give your last respects? <laughs> I know it's Wednesday, everybody's dark, but how many did get blessed by the word tonight anyway? <clears throat> amen, 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 amen. Well, I will pray over you. They will make our Barstow Faith Confession and How many know that this Barstow Faith Confession is having great results for this region? It really is. Amen. Amen. Father, we just want to thank you in the name of Jesus for your holy written word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for the tender hearts and teachable spirits that are watching online, that are in the service, Lord, that our spirits have been quickened, our minds are renewed, we're refreshed and strengthened by your spirit. And, Lord, I want to thank you as we're closing out this year that everything that was good, we want to take with us into the next one. And everything that wasn't good, we're going to leave behind and not look back. We're burying it. And, Lord, this next year is going to be the best year we've ever had in our lives so far. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, Barstow Faith Confession. I'm going to let you borrow my special mic. There you go.
1: We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Woo! The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail.